Welcome to the FDN Thrive Podcast. We interview leaders in the functional health space who bring you the most up-to-date, cutting-edge information for people who have tried it all for their health issues. We hope you enjoy the show. Because I'll tell you this, there are people all the time coming to FDN Thrive that they've not only worked with Western medicine practitioners for a while, they've done the thing. They've done the thing. And the thing is, switching to the natural and functional side. And yes, maybe they improved symptoms a little bit. Maybe they're feeling kind of better. They're not laying in bed all day. They're moving. They're grooving. But they're not 100%. And then they come to FDN and FDN Thrive. Well, hello, my friends. And welcome back to another episode of the FDN Thrive podcast. My name is Evan Transu, a.k.a. Health Coach Ev. And I will be your host for this evening's show. Going to be flying solo, but still talking about some pretty important things. We will be back to our normal interview schedule on Thursday. Ooh, what day is that? July 12th, 13th, 14th. July 15th, depending on when you're listening to this. Maybe, you know, we're already on that uh, date. (laughs) But if you're listening to this same day, many people listen as soon as this comes out. Really, really cool thing to see. Then you can look forward to another interview on Thursday. But we will be touching on some important stuff in this podcast for sure. And really what we're going to be focusing on is how the FDN system is different. Because it seems that there is sometimes some confusion about how this is different than functional medicine or natural medicine or Western medicine. So let's cut the confusion and let's talk about what the FDN system actually is. But first, we have a few housekeeping things. And by a few, I I, I guess I really mean one here. Um, (laughs) The one that we're going to be focusing on first is I told you guys a few episodes ago, I really want to focus more on the people that are nice enough to leave us reviews. We really do appreciate those and I want to shout them out. So the review that I am shouting out this week is by none other than uh, Glob UG. I think it's like GL, that might be a zero or a capital O, B-U-G. Okay, genius. So I guess it's Glowbug. Glowbug says, as the title, so good. And then the description is, when people have to navigate chronic illness, oftentimes they don't get direct answers. They are left to do the research on their own, and this podcast contains so many different gems that can help someone turn their life around. A great place for reliable information. Well, Glowbug, you are a beautiful and or handsome individual. We really, really appreciate the feedback, and that's exactly what we're trying to do here, right? This is a podcast that is bringing things to people that are really not mainstream yet. It's not known, but it's happening. And I know one of my reasons that I'm so passionate personally about what FDN does is, I think I told you guys this uh, several episodes back, you know, I had a radio show in the greater Philadelphia area, and um, it was about like kind of functional medicine, functional healthcare. And I ended up just not doing that anymore. I told him, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't think this is the best opportunity. I saw a better opportunity helping and supporting FDN. I think this community is unmatched and I don't even want to compete with FDN. I'm going to lose. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? If you can't beat them, join them. And I'm joking, right? Not that we were ever in competition, but I am being serious though. I'm like, what is the vision for this radio show slash podcast term? And I realized it was the same exact vision for the FDN Thrive podcast, except the latter has much more potential and I think serves more people. So it just made sense to be here. But the reason I'm mentioning that is this. On the radio show, and it very well could be the slogan of the FDN Thrive podcast in one way or another, but the slogan of the radio show was leveling the playing field around physical and mental health. 
leveling the playing field around physical and mental health. And what does that mean? What does it mean to have a level playing field? Well, let me tell you an example of something that's not a level playing field. Not having a level playing field is a 15-year-old kid going into his general uh, family practitioner's doctor's office with his parents and being offered Xanax for his panic attacks without, without, I'm not saying anything's wrong so far. There is nothing, in my opinion, wrong about what has happened so far in this uh, situation. What was wrong, though, is having that and only that. Never once being referred to a psychiatrist, never once being referred to a counselor or psychologist, none of those people. Just go into the family practice, talk for 15 minutes, tops. And here's the prescription of a very powerful drug, very addictive drug to a teenage kid. And the reason I know this story is because that's the story of myself. That is not a level playing field. A level playing field would be like, hey, we have this medication to offer some quick relief. I highly advise it. You know, I think this would really help him in school. I think this would help him in just relationships and life in general. It'll help. It, it acts as the life vest, right? I think FDN, uh, the FDN course uses that as an analogy. Reed says it at one point or another. And he's referring to medication surgeries or other uh, therapies given to us by Western medicine. And I really love it. It's, it's this life vest thing. It keeps us afloat. Xanax, benzodiazepines, they're not bad. They're not inherently bad. They would have helped keep me afloat because I was a mess. But it's not a level playing field when that's the only thing that's offered. A level playing field would have been like, hey, here's this life vest. But have you looked at even some blood work? Some basic blood work. I'm just talking, I'm not even talking functional perspective stuff. I'm saying, have we even checked blood work? Hey, maybe this guy could talk to a counselor. Uh, have we looked at nutrition? How this individual is sleeping? And you know what? If we started to dive into literally any of those areas, we would have found some interesting things. But that's not what was done. And that's not a level playing field. And you know what? Just to be objective here, because I really do believe this, what is also not a level playing field would be a world where we go into the doctors and they say, okay, um, you got panic attacks, no problem. We're going to do some testing. All right, we found out you have some nutritional deficiencies and some major gut bugs, all this stuff going on. So we need you to do this 90-day protocol. It's pretty intense. You know, you're going to have to educate yourself for sure. You're going to have to be pretty disciplined. And here you go. Good luck. Well, how am I supposed to be, you know, navigating the waters if I don't even have the life vest? How is someone supposed to navigate the waters if they don't even have the life vest? All you're going to do is drown. So we need both. This is not one or the other. Let's level the playing field together by sharing this information with as many people as possible. We would greatly appreciate a review, a review if you like this content. We would greatly appreciate a share. This is not to dominate Western medicine. It's so that people have that level playing field and that they can make informed decisions. Because I'm not saying that you even have to use what I would have considered a life vest at that time. In addition to, you know, the navigation of the waters, we'll call that more like, it's like the map, right? That would have been the map showing me the river, which is a tougher way to go for sure. But nonetheless, obviously a better thing than just a life vest. Because a life vest in a violent river is only going to get you so far. You need that map that shows you the light at the end of the tunnel and which side you need to get on. I feel like I'm taking this analogy way too far, but hopefully you still understand what I'm saying here. <laughs> But my point is, a level playing field means a playing field and where people have all the options and then they, as the person, as the patient, as the client, can make an informed decision for themselves. 
That's what a level playing field is. Maybe you say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go try to navigate the waters. I don't feel like I need this life fest right now. I think maybe the side effects would be uh, more than I'm willing to do. So I'm going to say, screw it. I'm just going to give it a shot. Or maybe you are like 95 years old. And you know, even if you're the healthiest person in the world, statistically, you can only have so much left, right? And you get super anxious when you eat dairy. (laughs) Let's say that just started like a year ago for you. And now you're 95 years old. It started at 94. And you get super anxious when you eat dairy. Now, you love dairy. Dairy is your favorite thing in the world. You love eating ice cream. You love drinking milk. You love doing all that stuff that dairy brings us. (laughs) Or consuming all that stuff that dairy brings us. And your option is, hey, you can remove the dairy. Or you can take a low dose of a benzodiazepine such as Xanax, Alprazolam. um, And that will take away the anxiety. Maybe since you're 95, you're going to say, you know what? Screw you. I'm eating my Hershey's Kisses. I'm drinking my milk. I'm eating my ice cream. And I'm going to take a very low dose of this medication. I am all for both of those scenarios I just listed. FDN is all for both of those scenarios we just listed. But it's not fair when someone doesn't know all the options. It's not a level playing field. So I hope that makes sense. Um, I feel like I kind of beat that. Um, as much as I could there, but I, I really hope that is clear. What a level playing field is, that's the vision, right? That is the vision, a world where people are informed, they have access to this stuff, and then they have the freedom to make decisions about how they want to proceed with their health. Wouldn't that be something, right? What a world that would be. Okay, so thank you again, Glowbug, even though I kind of Messed up your name in the beginning. That's a very interesting username on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> um, I promised that we were going to be talking about the systems today and why the FDN system is completely different than anything else out there, even within the functional space. Because I'll tell you this, there are people all the time coming to FDN Thrive that they've not only worked with Western medicine practitioners for a while, they've done the thing. They've done the thing. And the thing is, switching to the natural and functional side. And yes, maybe they improved symptoms a little bit. Maybe they're feeling kind of better. They're not laying in bed all day or or completely, I guess, laying in bed implies that that's a voluntary thing, right? I mean, like, forced to be in bed all day. They're moving, they're grooving, but they're not 100%. And then they come to FDN and FDN Thrive. Here's how it's different. Western medicine treats things in a way that's called allopathically, all right? Now, if you don't know what allopathy is, it is the treatment of symptoms with drugs and surgery, more or less. And that, again, is not a bad thing. There's nothing inherently wrong with that at all, especially in acute situations, which is probably what that system was originally intended for, (laughs) right? You know, someone breaks an arm. Ryan Monahan says it best. He was the first guest on this podcast, FDN mentor, very successful FDN in general. He says, I'm not going to go to the herbalist if I break my arm. Now, Ryan, I think that's an pretty intelligent statement. I think that's something that we could all get behind, right? But what we, and we look at that actually as ridiculous, right? That would be a ridiculous statement, to say, oh, I broke my arm, so I'm going to go to the local herbalist down the street. That That's outrageous. Well, here's the thing, and this is the perspective we're trying to help uh, people have. I consider it not exactly, but almost, really, almost as ridiculous when someone says, oh, I have this autoimmune disease. I'm just going to take the medication for the rest of my life, and that's that. Well, 
again, if that's your choice, given that you have all the options, I mean, fair enough. So long as someone's happy and not hurting anyone else, more power to you. That's totally cool with us. But is, is that really what most people want? Do they want to just take a medication to feel kind of good and then hope that nothing else happens long term, even though we know statistically people that deal with autoimmunity, for example, a long term, they have very good chances of getting other symptoms, especially other autoimmune diseases. The most at risk group, if I'm not mistaken, for autoimmune diseases is someone who already suffers with an autoimmune disease. Go figure. It's almost like there's a mechanism being activated in the body that could be prevented if they understood more functional things. What an idea. <laughs> so I consider it almost as ridiculous as that herbalist for the broken arm thing. Well, I'll say it in a different way. I feel like I kind of messed myself up there. I consider saying, oh, I'm just going to go to Western medicine and take uh, this medication for my autoimmune disease. And that's it. Almost as ridiculous as saying I'm going to go to the herbalist for my broken arm. That's how incomplete that is in our world when you're fortunate enough to have the information that we have. So that system is going to treat things with drugs and surgery, usually in that order, right? Um, my family member, for example, my mom, she was someone who dealt with autoimmune thyroid disorder, uh, Graves' disease specifically. So Graves' disease is the much less common um, autoimmune thyroid condition. And the most common one is Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's is actually one of the most common autoimmune diseases in general. If I'm not mistaken, it's like second or third most common behind celiac, I think. Um, don't quote me on that. It might even be more common. I'm not sure. Definitely top three. I would bet some money on that. So much less common, harder to find, harder to diagnose. It was years before this got properly diagnosed. And then once that happened... Well, okay, we found it. Congratulations. You just suffered for this long and probably we're dealing with, you know, underlying conditions way longer than that because as we know in FDN in the functional world, symptoms are the manifestation of a problem that has gone on too long. They are not the problem themselves. Symptoms are not the problem themselves. They are the manifestation of a problem that's been going on too long. So that already occurred subclinically. Then the symptoms happen, and then it takes years to get diagnosed. So this body's been pretty beat up, right? So now here's the drug. Good luck. Drug kind of works maybe some days, other days not as well. Oh, well, that didn't work. So you know what the problem must be? We're going to remove the organ. That'll fix everything. Oh, and of all organs, let's remove the thyroid organ. Because that's like, you know, basically like an appendix, right? No, no one really needs that. You just take a pill and you're fine. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's a pretty serious uh, surgery there. Two of my friends, they'll flip the person upside down. You might be out for a couple hours. And uh, we'll just take that out. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy to me. I don't understand it. Um, but that's that system, right? So we'll give you the drugs first. See if they work. If they don't work well enough or don't work at all, then we start taking stuff out. Never once getting to the underlying problem. So that's why it's not really great in those chronic situations, okay? It is the ultimate life vest. Western medicine is fantastic in acute situations of illness or injury. And for, I mean, not to be like uh, dark here, but really what it's great at is keeping people alive that are very sick. <laughs> I mean, honestly, think about that. It can take someone who is deathly ill, and keep them alive for years, if not decades. I mean, that's wonderful that we can do that. Could you imagine, then, if we had a system that actually acts as a preventative 
and is actually supportive of chronic diseases, and then also add on Western medicine in addition. I think we could keep people around for a very long time. That'd be wonderful. Get more time with our family members, people that we love. Now, there's a third system. It's not just Western versus FDN. There's Western and then kind of like natural functional. And I'll put these two things together for a reason. Because the natural and functional space has shifted in a way that I don't think it was originally ever intended to shift. You know, natural medicine, when most people hear that, even if you're not in the space, I think what we would assume, and I know this is what I assumed when I didn't know anything about it. I thought this was like, all right, you change your diet around. I'm going to figure out like a root cause is like a hot phrase to say in the natural space, right? We're going to figure out the root cause of the health issues and address the root cause and everything's going to be fine. But in practice, is that actually what's happening in most natural and functional practices? And what's really scary is, and I'm not hating on anyone, right? There's fantastic natural and functional doctors out there, but it's very easy to throw those labels on your practice with Without it having any real substance, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. You know, any doctor can go out and call themselves a functional doctor, and it's really not functional at all. So what this has become, unfortunately, is like just a step above Western medicine allopathy. It's like this natural allopathy, if you will. So instead of seeing these basic lab results and then treating it with a drug and then eventually surgery, what natural slash functional medicine does all too often is, okay, we'll run some really expensive labs that insurance isn't going to cover. Then we're going to treat it with supplements and hope that that works. And maybe we'll make some very general, uh, very elementary, in my opinion, dietary changes. You know, it's going to be something general in the sense of, oh, just go paleo, or oh, just go vegan, or oh, just go vegetarian, or whatever. You know, I mean, you could talk about a hundred different diets that people will be put on. And it usually is kind of cookie cutter. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, we see this on the paperwork? Cool. This supplement? Um, All right, I think this diet would be best for this person, and let's hope it works. Now, of course, in general, and I've said this many times on the podcast, I I think. um, I know I say it in general a lot. That's why I said it that way. If someone has, let's take that example of panic attacks like I had, right? If they can take a supplement and replace that, which is probably a relatively harmless type of thing compared to something like Xanax, and it works just as well or better... Mazel tov. I mean, that's fantastic. Clearly, that's a step up, but it never asks the question of why. Why is this going on to begin with? What's happening? What's occurring in the body's systems that's leading to this? And are we, in this protocol that we've created for this person, are we working towards the day where they will no longer need this supplement for their anxiety? Are we working towards that? And if we're not, in my humble opinion, I mean, I consider that a pretty incomplete program. I don't think that's a healing program. That's a symptom management program. That's what Western medicine does. So how is the FDN system different? Well, this is where it's pretty cool. So for those that don't know the background, I'll I'll give it very briefly. Reed Davis, the founder of FDN, actually created this system. And how he created it, he was working in a chiropractor's office. And they started doing functional testing. Now, this was, if I'm not mistaken, almost two, two and a half decades ago. And what he found was that people were coming to the office. They had spent thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars on all these different practitioners or whatever. And they're just not getting results. They're certainly not getting the results that they wanted. That's why they were coming to Reed and the chiropractor. And Reed had this vision of, 
he wanted to be the last place that people had to go. That's a pretty you know lofty goal, but amazing and admirable nonetheless, right? And that's what he wanted. And he started to create that. And through working with, literally, I'm not being, uh, I'm not exaggerating here. It was thousands of people and running thousands of labs. They were able to create what is now the FDN system and the system that we use in FDN Thrive. Now, has this been improved and refined over the years? Yes, absolutely. It will always be improved and refined so long as Reed Davis is alive. I promise you that. I know the guy. That's how he's going to be. And that's wonderful. <laughs> that's, <coughs> excuse me. That's how it should be. But the core principles stay the same. We do not treat the paperwork, symptoms, or anything like that ever for any reason. Because that's incomplete. Whether it's Western or natural. That is incomplete to look at the paperwork, to look at the symptoms, and just treat it. Not to mention, many of us are not licensed practitioners. We're FDNs. We don't treat anything anyway. Now, of course, we have a handful of doctors. And yes, they can treat things. But I'm speaking generally here. So our advantage, actually, is that we don't treat anything specifically. We're looking at everything non-specifically. And what does that mean? It means when a guy like me comes with panic disorder... Well, to be fair, I was not actively dealing with panic disorder at that time. I did have panic attacks, though, for sure. Major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety, severe cystic acne, GI issues, sleep issues, all this stuff. No one in FDN said, oh, it's, you know, treat the acne or treat the sleep issues. That's not what we did. What was done is this truly holistic approach where we're going to utilize several labs, not just one, because that's another thing that happens in uh, functional medicine a lot. There's like the flagship test of the functional practitioner's office that they really love and they've grown attached to. And again, guys, I'm not talking smack. I'm not, I'm not hating out here, but I'm just, we got to be better. Right, So I'm not going to be afraid to say this stuff and talk about it because we need to serve people at a higher level. No, you cannot just have one functional test in your practice and just rely on that. That is so incomplete. You'll see this a lot with organic acids testing. You'll see this a lot with food sensitivity testing is like the worst because many of the food sensitivity tests out there aren't even that great. Um, and I think if I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I would say the number one one <laughs> is the stool testing, the, you know, People taking the stool cultures and looking for uh, parasites and bugs. And none of those by themselves, I think, are bad. It's just when they're done by themselves that they are bad. So the FDN system, what it did for me is it said, hey, you know what? We're, we're not going to focus on any of those symptoms specifically. Now, hey, there is some supernatural, super safe, side effect free thing that we can do to help support your skin right now. There's some super safe, super side effect free thing that we can do to support your mental health right now. That's what we would call an intelligent allopathy. I love, uh, Reed always says that in the course side of things, and I love that phrase, intelligent allopathy. What it means is basically, hey, yes, we're addressing the symptoms, but we're doing it in an intelligent way. Right, or the most intelligent way possible, a way that is going to support the body right now while we're still addressing those underlying issues, but we're also not causing a bunch of side effects or long-term damage to the person. Right? You know, when you get off those supplements one day, very minimal, if anything, uh, happened to you. You know, nothing bad at least, which is great. And so the FDN system, here's what it looks at. 
And we do this with FDN Thrive. We always are running these labs. We do have a new jumpstart program, we're calling it, where we're allowing people to kind of get a taste of FDN, uh, just focusing more on the diet side of things. So if you want to learn more about that, fdnthrive.com, click get started here, and we'll get on a call and you can reach out to us and talk to us about that. Um, but outside of that, you know, our main program, the one that we're always going to push because we know it works the best, is the normal FDN Thrive program. And so we use several labs, many of which I've talked about on the show before, but I, I definitely want to break these down for newer listeners or people that are just unfamiliar. Maybe they missed those ones, didn't listen to those ones, and explain what each of those are for. So what we utilize first and foremost, I guess these aren't in any particular order, so I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> uh, but the first one I'm going to list, at least, is the Access Medical Labs Salivary Hormone Panel. Now, this is completely custom. Shout out to Access Medical Labs for sure. They allowed FDN to come in and kind of create our own custom panel, which is awesome. And we're looking at very specific markers on there. We're looking at some of the basic uh, basics that you'd expect, testosterone, estradiol, estriol, uh, progesterone, uh, DHEA, those types of things. But one of the more unique things that I've never really seen any other practitioners doing, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist, I've just never seen it, is we're taking four cortisol markers throughout the day. So we're looking at morning, we're looking at like early afternoon, we're looking at mid-afternoon, and we're looking at the evening to see how that cortisol trends because it should be trending in uh, this you know, downward curve. It should be relatively high in the morning, should kind of, I don't want to say tank, but go down pretty significantly uh, by that early mid-afternoon and then very much even out at night, which is how it's supposed to be because when it does that, melatonin kicks in, or it's supposed to kick in at least, and a melatonin and cortisol aren't necessarily you know, friends to keep it in simple terms, right? You don't want both high at the same time. That's not really going to work so well for someone. So we're looking at stuff like that. And the reason it's important to look at your hormones is because what happens over time when we're under chronic stress is, you know, exactly what you would think. The stress response is being constantly activated. Now, there are certain things that will generally look the same. Like, yes, you can you can always almost see that people's cortisol is tanked if they've been under chronic stress for long enough. I mean, that's very common for us to see at FDN Thrive, for sure. But all the other stuff, you know, it's pretty much a crapshoot. <laughs> uh, based on your unique biochemistry, there might be some totally wacky things that happen. Like when I ran my first uh, hormone test with FDN, my progesterone was like four and a half times the very upper end of the range for a male. I mean, my mentor, Brandon Mole, he hosts the uh, Fantastic Friday Call. Definitely check that out. It's also called the Functional Health Coaching Show. More advanced, uh, more advanced stuff, more technical. It is live, so you can ask questions and call in there. Again, that's the Functional Health Coaching Show. Check that out every Friday. Um, but, you know, he had never seen that before. He's like, I've, I've never seen it this high in a male, that's for sure. I remember him asking at one point, he said it in such a polite, professional way, but I knew what he was getting at. You know, I was a younger guy at the time. I mean, I guess I'm still young right now, but I was like 21. And he basically, you know, was hinting at, you got like an older girlfriend or something, like a cougar who's using progesterone cream and maybe didn't wash her hands or something. And it's funny, right? But like, it was that high that he actually had that question of like, are you, you know, touching someone who uses progesterone cream on their skin? And you know what? I've done some crazy things in my life, but no, I haven't done a cougar girlfriend yet. I promise you guys that. That's not something I've participated in. I don't have any plans of that anytime soon. So very happy with the girlfriend I have now. <laughs> um, 
And so it wasn't that, but you know, that's your unique biochemistry. Your labs might look completely different. Your numbers might look completely different, especially for women. You might find your progesterone is tanked. And so we need to look at how your unique biochemistry acts as a result of chronic stress. And then you know what? Many of the times there's nothing directly to do there in terms of like real healing. But what that does is provide an awesome opportunity for insight into how we can help you feel better very quickly. Like a week or two quick type of thing, right? We can offer that intelligent allopathy based on those results, uh, those results so you're feeling a lot better. Now, when we get into the other uh, tests, that's where we're really getting into, in my opinion, um, the meat and potatoes. You know, maybe I, I could be off my uh, mark here. Maybe Reed would disagree with this, but I consider this, from what I've seen over the last four years, more of the meat and potatoes. So you have things like the GI map, which is the stool test we currently use. It is not a stool culture test, which um, are just historically known to not be very accurate. This is uh, uses PCR DNA testing. I won't dive too deep into that. I have a whole episode on that back earlier in the podcast. I forget which number that is offhand, but somewhere probably in the teens or early 20s. That's where the GI map one would be. I think it's called not all stool tests are the same. So it should be pretty easy to find if you want to explore that more. But we need to look at that. And I'd say this is one of the, I mean, it's again, it's really hard to you know put one on top of the other, but I'd say that this is one of the more important ones because when we're under chronic stress, and many of you guys probably already know this, I don't want to insult your knowledge or intelligence. You've heard this before, most likely, if you've been studying natural stuff for any amount of time. What's the first system that shuts down when we're in that adrenaline response, that fight or flight mode that so many of us live in all day, every day for the majority of our lives? It's the digestive system. And why would it do that? Well, it's a very intelligent thing that the body's doing. You got to remember, as a side note, always keep that in mind. When we're in disease or in a state of disease, although it's painful, although it's tough, although it's very emotionally draining to even think about this and realize this, the body is doing the correct thing. It is focused on your survival uh, survival, and it is trying to do everything that it can and prioritize everything that it can so that you stay alive. It does not necessarily promise or care about you feeling 100% or being totally happy that day. It does care about you staying alive. And it will sacrifice feeling good to do that. It will sacrifice feeling happy and energetic to do that. That's for sure. And so since the digestive system is one of the first things to go when we're under that chronic fight or flight, what we are finding universally, I mean, I have never had a client ever, I used to do a, a lot of more personal stuff, I'm kind of moving away from that as I'm helping FDN more and more, um, but what I saw in my own practice, in colleagues' practices, and especially in FDN Thrive, you're never getting someone with a clean GI map, it doesn't happen. They always have some type of bug, whether it's a yeast, um, parasite, bacteria, or all three. Or some fun combination, right? <laughs> and the reason that this is happening, primarily, there's multiple reasons for it, but primarily is because when we don't have the the, the juice, the energy going to the, uh, those digestive systems, then it shuts down. It becomes subpar. And so that kind of takes away our natural defenses. Such a basic example of this is stomach acid. When stomach acid is in abundance, what it does a really good job of is breaking down and destroying foreign invaders, bacteria, parasites even. Well, if the stomach acid is kind of low because we're in that chronic fight or flight response, 
And then we get exposed to a bacteria or a parasite, which, guys, we get exposed to every single day because that's just the world that we live in. Right? You ever, like, um, have a really bad streak of not sleeping well or, like, eating really poorly and all of a sudden you get a cold? It's like, well, you were exposed to that virus probably every single day before that, but you got it because your body was in a weakened state. This is kind of the exact same example except a little more extreme. So now the bacteria, the parasite comes in and says, oh, wow, this is a great little home. And here's the issue. You, and this happens all the time with people that come to us. They're like, I've been doing everything right for years now. I eat better than all my friends. I go to bed on time. I mean, I exercise. Like, what am I doing wrong? Well, the thing is, they had a certain, they have, I should say, certain voids now that are present because of the stress that they were under. And since they didn't address those voids because they didn't know any better, now they're kind of stuck. They're like, I'm doing all these right things. Why isn't this working? Well, guess what? If you have a bad parasite or a really nasty bug, bacteria or something, yeah, it's going to be pretty tough to fix yourself by just eating healthy. The parasite doesn't give a crap if it's organic or not. It wants to eat. (laughs) Now, of course, we could argue the macronutrient side, right? Some of these uh, invaders do better with like carbohydrates, that's not important for right now. The point is, you know, it doesn't necessarily care about the quality of the food. You know, it's still surviving and doing its thing and wreaking havoc. And so now you have this vicious cycle where someone was sick because of poor lifestyle habits, you know, either chosen or just because of ignorance. Maybe they didn't realize what they were doing. Now these invaders have made a home and they are causing chronic stress on the body. And so the person finally does everything right and they're still stuck. That's why the stool testing is so important. And I mean, the stool test looks at so many other things. I could spend two hours talking about it easily. But that's some of the main stuff that I think is very insightful to people. Things that maybe people don't normally think about. Um, I never, in all my studies for almost three or four years before getting into FDN, never once came across the concept of gut bugs or gut pathogens. Never came across that at all. No one ever talked about it. Well, that's a staple in the FDN Thrive system. We have to look at that because it comes up all the time. Another thing we're going to be looking at is food sensitivity testing, but not just any food sensitivity test. We're going to be using the MRT, if we can, depending on where you live in the world, by Oxford Biomedical Labs. Patented technology that actually very similar to FDN looks for immunological responses to food in a very non-specific way. You know, they can't tell you what specific meteor such as IG, a mediator, meteor, (laughs) sorry, mediator, um, such as IgE or IgA or IgM is being released. They can't tell you that, but they can tell you that you're having some type of immune response. And since there are so many immune responses out there and most tests, actually virtually all tests are only testing for one or two ways that the person could be reacting from an immunological perspective, we like that test a lot. That's absolutely our go-to. Now, there's two sides of that, right? To explain the system a little further. Sometimes the person really was born with a sensitivity, especially gluten. This comes up very often with like gluten and dairy. They never knew. They see it. Great. We remove those things and they get a lot better. However, from chronic stress and the digestive system not operating as optimally as it could, sometimes we're going to see food sensitivities that are developed as a result of that. In fact, quite often we're going to see that. And so those foods that are showing up for that reason don't necessarily need to be permanently removed. In fact, they might not even need to be removed for more than a few months, but we need healing to occur before they can be reintroduced. 
And just like I was saying before, if you only do that test on someone and they have these food sensitivities as a result of broken down a gut lining, then this is what happens, guys. They remove the foods, they feel better for a little bit, and the same thing starts happening 30, 60, 90 days down the road because now their body is just developing new sensitivities to these other foods that they're now prioritizing because they removed the ones that they were sensitive to, and obviously that has to be replaced with something. So that's why that's incomplete by itself, but it's great as a part of a system for healing. Makes sense, right? Starting to understand how this works? And why we're really big on running all these labs together as a system and not just as standalone tests. Two other tests that we use by the same company, Fluids IQ. Shout out to those guys. They're doing some great stuff over there. They're kind of uh, putting FDNs in. Well, that's not important for this, I guess. Basically, they're just running a trial for a new test and they're testing out on some FDN. So I thought that was really cool. And thanks for thinking of us. Shout out to you guys. But the two tests we use by them are their metabolic assessment and their mucosal barrier assessment. So the metabolic assessment is going to be looking at a few markers that are going to show us how some really important things in the body are working, such as how well are you breaking down protein? And then we can infer from that how well you're probably breaking down carbohydrates and fats. We're also going to see kind of the liver function and how that's doing. Liver is this, uh, the liver is a huge detoxification organ, second largest behind the skin. Okay, really important stuff to know. And so we can find some easy wins there. We can get a general overview of how those systems are working. And then we can integrate that into the complete protocol for the individual. Now, the mucosal barrier assessment for those more astute listeners might already get what we're getting at with that. It's a leaky gut test, more or less. We're seeing how much intestinal permeability is going on. We're seeing how that mucosal barrier is doing. Now, that's essential. We got to know what's happening down there. We got to see the progress over time as well. That needs to be healed and sealed. Just like I said in the beginning, I thought it's almost as ridiculous to only treat um, autoimmune diseases with a medication as it is to say, I'm going to go to the herbalist for my broken arm. One of the reasons for that is because in the studies that have been done, we know that all autoimmune diseases that have been tested, and there's a lot of them, there's over a hundred, all of them have, well, the patients that are suffering from them, I should say, have some component of increased intestinal permeability, AKA leaky gut within there, within them. I'm sorry. So if all the cases include that, and we know for a fact that you can in, uh, heal intestinal permeability, hmm, wouldn't it make sense to be addressing that in a healing protocol for someone with autoimmune disease? Wouldn't it be important, going back to that level the playing field uh, comment, wouldn't it be important for someone to know that if they're newly diagnosed with autoimmune disease that, hey, by the way, in the literature, we see that people with your condition have increased intestinal permeability. Oh, and by the way, we know that's actually very easy. Um, I Well, <laughs> it's simple. Uh, I don't know about easy, but simple to address and kind of fix. I think I'd want to know that if I was a client or patient. Actually, I know I did want to know that. I was never told that when I was diagnosed with my autoimmune disease. No one said that to me. And finally, what we run is something called a metabolic typing test. Now, it's funny because within these tests, we've covered, even though I didn't mention it directly, we've covered saliva, we've covered blood, we've covered stool, we covered urine, like we're taking everything from you. Metabolic typing, thankfully, is our easiest test. It's actually just a questionnaire. 
Um, it's a long one. It's a lengthy one for sure. And it's going to be analyzed by a metabolic typing practitioner. But nonetheless, it's the easiest test in that sense. <laughs> Probably take you the most time, but it's the easiest because you don't have to give any of your bodily fluids to it. <laughs> so what that is going to do is actually figure out what the best diet is for you based on several factors. That goes very in-depth, and we're going to have a guest on soon that can talk uh, very well about that type of testing and the uh, validity behind it. Very, very cool type of testing. I never even had heard of that before FDN. And... I think all of us kind of know this because I'm going to explain where this fits into our system. I think all of us kind of know that the people promoting just one diet, whether it's carnivore, vegetarian, vegan, paleo, whatever, we all know in the back of our head that there is like no way that human beings, 7 billion of us, are only supposed to be eating one diet universally. But we don't have a better answer. Metabolic typing is that better answer. It will show you if the person is supposed to be maybe more of a vegetarian. It will show you if the person's supposed to be utilizing more animal protein. What type of animal protein they're supposed to be utilizing. I mean, it's fantastic. It's great. And I think one of the reasons it didn't get as mainstream as some of the other things, although, I mean, it certainly is well-known, but not as well-known as I would like, not as well-known as like paleo or vegan, is because it's complicated. It's one that actually focuses on science rather than just some crazy theory. <laughs> um, what a concept, right? So a lot, of, a lot of shocking things today that we're talking about, you know, using science for healing the body. I mean, that's pretty crazy stuff. So metabolic typing is essential, really great part of the program. And then we're able to combine that too with food sensitivity testing. When you add those together, you refine your metabolic type with food sensitivity testing. You got a heck of a protocol right there. And then you look at all these other things and wow, you actually have a system that makes sense and that is proven to get people better. I mean, you've heard 50 plus stories on this podcast so far. Give us enough time. There's going to be 50 more and then 50 after that and then 50 after that, right? We're just going to keep pushing this out because the system works and we need people to know about that. So in summary, Western medicine, that system, treats things allopathically. They're going to look at your symptoms and treat it with drugs and surgery and or surgery, I should say, but usually in that order, drugs first and then surgery. Natural medicine, not all of it, but unfortunately, most of it has become this basically natural version of allopathy where, oh, we have a symptom, so we're just going to treat it with a supplement. That's a lot better. That'll help our patient heal over time or our client heal over time, right? <laughs> and then there's the FDN side of things. A systematic approach to healing one that looks at many areas of the body that are most prone to being affected when the body's been under chronic stress, when the person's been under chronic stress. And we're going to help build that person back up in all of those areas and then teach them what to do in the future so that they never need to work with us again. No revolving door practices over here. You don't come back every single year. That's not what we want. We've done a poor job if that's the case. This is a one and done, and I say that almost tongue-in-cheek, one and done in the sense of, you know, you're going to come, and it's going to be intense, man. You're going to have to make some changes in your life. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. And really, in my opinion, this is actually almost as much, if not more, of a personal development journey as it is a health journey. You know, I can give a list of the things that someone needs to do in one session and be like, all right, you're good to go. It's not going to work like that. No one is going to be able to do it like that. You need the coaching, and that's what we also provide, right? So I think that's another key part of the system. You know, it's not just one console and good luck. It's not just one doctor's visit and good luck. How is that supposed to work? 
I would love to believe that we are that simple. I would love to believe that we are so advanced in our understanding of health and medicine that we can just do that, but it, we're not there yet. There is nothing to indicate or, you know, that provides evidence of the idea that we're there yet. So we need a system. We need ongoing support until we get to where we need to go. And we need to stop treating things specifically because the body is a giant system. Well, that's what we have for you at FDN and FDN Thrive. So I hope that makes sense. If you have any questions, always feel free to reach out. You can actually ask us a question or contribute to the show yourself. If you put your voice on and you want to be on the show, I will absolutely consider that. Go to anchor.fm slash read dash Davis. That's anchor.fm slash read, R-E-E-D dash Davis. And click the message button. And you can send us an audio message there. But I hope this was helpful. And I hope this is clear for people. This is pretty long, right? But this is about as good of an explanation that I can give as to why we are different. This is a system in and of itself. And it's one that works pretty damn well, apparently. Because I don't know any other place on this earth that has a community with the stories like the ones that you see here. And if you see that somewhere else, please... Feel free to send it to my email, evan.transu at afdnp.com for it. It's my FDN email. I'll be happy to check it out. And I mean this seriously. I haven't seen it yet. Been in this space for seven, eight years. Haven't seen it yet. There's some pretty incredible transformations in this community. Some pretty incredible stories and people in general. I'm so glad to be a part of it in any way, even if it's just getting to talk to these individuals and ask them some questions and then helping them share their stories with you in the world. That's a wonderful role to me. I'll take that any day. I'll stop there. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to yet another episode of the FDN Thrive Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Evan Transu, aka Health Coach Ev, and you can, if you would be so kind, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you like this information few kind words would be even better as you're seeing i will shout you out on the show for being such a wonderful individual and we will love you even more than we already do if you do that i'm looking forward to talking to you guys again soon coming back next time with another interview but until then take care have a good one thanks for tuning in to the fdn thrive podcast if you feel like you've been stuck in the cycle of trial and error when it comes to your health issues our team can help Whether you've tried every different diet out there without lasting success, spent way too much money on supplements at your local health food store, or been told that your lab tests are normal despite feeling anything but normal, we have your back. Go to FDNThrive.com and click the Get Started Here button if you're ready to stop playing guessing games with your health. That's FDNThrive.com.